Hey, we're, uh, we're in this series and the concept about better together. So I'm inviting my friend Tony Finley to join me today because this is a, a person that totally gets the concept of what we're talking about today. Uh, before I get into this, I have a, a lot of people, Tony, who ask me about um, what's going on on the border and what's going on in the Bahamas. So I thought I'd take just a second today, give you a super quick rundown on all of that. Uh, your pastor has been involved with uh, a lot of work on the southern border. And uh, so I've been in uh, five border stations so far, and I've seen some of the most amazing things. Uh, I've seen some things that honestly are scary and frightening, and I've seen a lot of things where I believe uh, our administration, our government is working super hard to get it right. And so I've seen a ton of, of things that honestly are misrepresented in our media. And uh, I just wanna tell you, uh, you, you, don't, you shouldn't be embarrassed of your government and the work they're trying to do down there. Uh, I've seen border agents bring, yeah. This is, not a, uh, this is not a political statement because honestly, I don't believe in politicizing the pulpit. But, but I will tell you something, man, it makes me feel good to be an American when I see the things we're trying to correct and things we're trying to do. And uh, know that uh, all those book bags that y'all sent a few weeks ago, they're in the hands of children that are either in the middle of getting to America or in the middle of getting back to the country they came from, but all of them have been loved on. Uh, you've been directly responsible for children that are stuck in the middle that could be for a family anywhere from three days to three months. And uh, you are personally responsible as a church for each one of those children uh, continuing in education while they're in that status. You as a church are personally responsible for children, more than 800 children right now that are unaccompanied alien minors that are in safe locations, cared for, and being fed. You did that. And I want to tell you as a church, um, you have no idea the impact that you have already had down there. I'm headed back to Yuma, Arizona uh, in a week or so. And we're gonna do the same thing there that we did. And uh, one of our mission partners said, uh, man, if you can just help us out with a little gift, <clears throat> we got all the supplies and book bags you need. And so I didn't have to come to you and ask for it today because they were able to do that for $1,500. And for, uh, for that, I put a little fundraiser out on Facebook this week. And I was a little shocked. We put out there that our goal was 6,000. We're $200 away from that. And um, we took 1,500 out of that to be able to pay for, for those, and then the rest of us going to the Bahamas. I'm headed down there Wednesday. We've arranged for 24,000 meals a day for the next 14 days starting Wednesday, and 12,000 will go to uh, uh, Abacus, and 12,000 will go to Freeport. That's where they were hit hardest. And uh, I've got a group down there that's called Operation, uh, Operation Barbecue. I know that's crazy, but these people go all over the world and when there's an emergency, they, they set up these massive uh, smokers and uh, they, they're going to feed for us 24,000 times 14. And we have a plane called the Miss Montana. It was a World War II cargo plane that somebody rebuilt and used it for the Normandy celebrations past year. They're gonna fly twice a day from Fort Lauderdale over to the Bahamas. And then we've arranged to have boats that are gonna deliver these meals to Abacos and over to Freeport. And if you're wondering, well, how did all that happen? Well, you committed to do that. And uh, we committed to $24,000 to make that happen. And 
praise the Lord, we've got folks that are giving way outside this church to help us make it happen. And so I'm not here to ask for money. I'm here to tell you that um, the Lord has opened doors that I could have never imagined. Uh, your pastor has no desire to go do anything other than pastor your church, but I got to tell you, he has opened doors for us to be able to be a part of things that I could have never imagined. I just wanted you guys to know because the Lord is doing good. In Haiti this morning, churches are meeting and uh, I'm just blessed to be a part of a church that loves the world like we do. So let me read you a scripture in John chapter 15, beginning in verse one. Uh, when, when I started planning for this day, I thought to myself, this is going to really be fun. But listen to what the word says. And these are the words of Jesus when he says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Remember, this is Jesus speaking. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you, <clears throat> when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in love. When you obey my commandments, <clears throat> you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Does it get any better than that? That's right. <clears throat> I think to my, excuse me just a second. I got to kill this frog here. <clears throat> That's better. Okay. All right. One more. <clears throat> I think I got it. Okay, good deal. Thanks for that. All right, so Tony is truly one of my favorite people on the planet. And uh, she has four children and a very active husband in ministry. And somehow you remain relatively sane. And, and so with all of that, here's what I want to know. We live in a world where the only time we hear the word abide is here. We don't really hear we abide at our office, we abide with our whatever. It's just, we don't know it here. All my life I've heard you gotta abide with Christ Jesus. And in my mind, I've always thought, wouldn't it be fun to take a Sunday morning and get so ridiculously simple that we could actually leave the room and know what to do if we chose to abide in Christ Jesus. So I thought Tony could help me do this because I don't know of anybody that does this more consistently. And yet you'd be the first one to say, you're not perfect in figuring that out. So tell me a little bit in your, in your thoughts, what does it mean to abide? Okay. So, um, I start this way. The single greatest decision of my life was to say yes to the invitation of Jesus to come and follow him. Hmm. And the second greatest decision behind that was to do so daily. And yeah. um, so I define abide as that lingering, that um, dwelling, yeah. sitting with, enjoying company, keeping company with. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you said something at um, 9.30 I thought was really cool. You kind of uh, painted a verbal picture of where Christ, if you get the vine picture, is kind of wrapped around us and we holding on to him. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of that 
space where my will yields to his yeah. and, and they kind of work together. Yeah, yeah. So when, when I think about that and I think about abide, uh, maybe some of you are like me. What, what I'm really looking for is I'm looking for something tangible. I can almost like hang a hanger on. I need to know, okay, abide, that's good. I need to trust Jesus more. Does that mean I come to church more? Does it mean I give more? Does it mean I go on mission trips? What does it mean to abide? So get highly practical. How do you abide? Okay, so um, I wake up early, two of my four are high schoolers, and I have two middle schoolers. So I'm in a mm. great season of depending on the Lord um, yes. daily. And so um, the very first thing, and I forgot to mention this, Azar, but um, I heard it somewhere, and before I even get out of bed, before I let my feet touch the floor, when I open my eyes, because as soon as I do, all the assault of all the ways I failed the Boy, day before it does start as a parent, just like that, it? all the things I did wrong as a wife, you know, it's all, all the things I have to do for the day. Um, but I make that sit down and I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that I'm waking up to you. You're faithful, you're consistent, you're good, you're grace. And then I reach over and I get my phone and I open my Bible app and I say, I'm gonna make Jesus first. Yeah, and yeah. Um, sometimes that's as quick as a verse in the Bible app. And sometimes, because uh, sometimes I get to my actual study part yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do think that's, there's something about that because what you just described is a, uh, a personal intentionality yeah. that would say, I know when I wake up, the world is about to attack me with all I have to do. And honestly, the evil one wants to attack you by saying you can't do it. Right. And so uh, I get this sense that there's a, uh, I know it's not necessarily physical, but I guess it is, to, the intent to reach over and grab a Bible before you just say, okay, everything else is going to bombard me. Right. That's a big, that's a personal way in which you can say, I'm choosing to abide. Hey world, you're going to wait long enough for this. Right, and it's a choice. It's, it's a discipline in the sense of like, I have to make myself do it yeah, because yeah, a lot yeah, of times yeah. the urgent is calling and yeah. I have to put the drag on it. I have to make the day sit down and I have to say, mm. no, Jesus first. And it, it, there is something physical in me when I physically do that first before I check my email, before I check my notifications for any of that. It does do something in my heart to yeah. remind me all the rest of the day yeah. that he is first. He is the first priority. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a morning person as well. And I have this belief that Matter of fact, it's, I believe you could prove it scientifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, not just anecdotally. I believe you could prove this scientifically that uh, when we choose to abide, when we choose to intentionally say, I'm going to get the word of God in me today and I'm going to meet with God himself today, that the rest of this day, I guarantee you, yes. is more powerful, more productive, and in my case, safer. Yes. It's, it's, I'm, it's like I'm, I cannot go wrong doing this. So uh, help us a little more. As a mom, as a busy mom, mm -hmm. uh, you have this personal time, but at some point you, I learned that you kind of engage with your children mm -hmm. trying to teach them this. I mean, if I could go back and do one thing and only one thing differently in my parenting, I would have been far more intentional about giving my daughters tools in which meeting with God is far more simplistic than what we think. When we hear the term abide, I think many people think I don't have an hour in the morning to give to God. And we're, I, you know, I, I, when I get up, I got to go. You know, if you have no idea how busy I am, Chuck, and you know, I, I really, I get it. And, but there is an intentionality. There, there is an intentionality when you go and you, you, you buy breakfast. Like I, I was, I brought out the second hour. I didn't do this first hour. I brought out the first hour because I'd put my, uh, I put my receipt for my purchase breakfast on the way into church this morning. When I bought something, they gave me a receipt. This is proof that I ate unhealthy this morning. 
Thank you. And all the fat people said, amen. Shut up. Now, in love, when you do something, there's something that you see that you know you did it. I believe when you choose to abide, Jesus makes a promise there in the Holy Scriptures that says, you can't do anything with me without me, but should you choose to abide in me, you can do anything. How do you not take God up on this deal? I know. You know, so, so I got you off track. Go back and let's talk about how is it that you actually intentionally get your kids engaged with a time of meditative prayer, scripture, whatever you want to call it, quiet time, whatever. Right. So like many parents in the room, that's a continued work in progress to find that balance between, I don't want to shove a routine or a tradition down their mm-hmm. throat, but I know the treasure when I come to God's word and when he grows my faith, when he gives me everything I need for the day, I'm jealous for that for yeah, my children. Yeah. I, I want them to know yeah. those routines and disciplines. So one tool we have used is the power routines um, with your first one. When you were mentioning it in service, my son, um, who's 11, he leaned over and he was like, um, I want that. I want that. And I was like, all right, bud, after service. And like the rest of the service. And I'm like, buddy, the service has to end before we can go. So I went out and um, we decided it would be fun for all six of us to do it. And yeah. so we all six started doing it. Um, and I really want my children to understand and grasp and get, get hold of. If you will make God the priority and not in a legalistic way, right, right, it's right. just so life-giving. Yeah, like, why would totally. you want to start your day this way? Yeah. And so we said, this is your ticket to your phone or your device. This comes first because we wanted that tangible Jesus first. That's actually a great idea. So, yeah. Um, and they all, all six of us did it. And I will be the first to tell you, listen, I don't, do this every day. Right. Um, we're inconsistent. I want, <gasps> I can't even tell you that my kids, uh, I have two kids who are night kids. They like doing it at night. Yeah. They're yeah. not, they're not morning people. Um, but they all four, when I asked them like, what do you like about the power routines? And they all said it gave it handles. Yeah. It, it yeah. made it doable. Yeah. And they all quickly, like my two high schoolers could do it before school at, for them, it was six in the morning. Yeah. Um, and so I had something happen to me this week. I got a note, I got an email from a fella. Uh, I wrote some devotions with some other people mm-hmm. for several years. I, I actually did another one this year sometime. And um, I got a note from a guy who lives in Birmingham. And he said, I just read your note. And it's a, it's a, it's a devotional that I had written probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy said, hey, uh, my, my wife just passed away with cancer. I just read your devotion and it blessed me so much. And I thought to myself, what you do has a return on your investment that's so much bigger than we could ever imagine. Like the receipt, there's a proof that I've been there. I've been with the Lord. But he says there's fruit that remains and there's good fruit that remains. Like if you think about it, Tony and how you're describing it, you and your family, as you leave your home, there's an intentional desire that I'm going to, I'm going to have good fruit and I'm going to leave good fruit. And that comes by way of healthy relationships. It comes with recognizing the power and meeting with God and the, the purpose that comes with meeting with God. And the return on that investment is that you get to walk with his power. You get to walk with his presence. You, why would I want to be severed from the creator and savior of the world? Right. 
Yeah. And you can't, you can't outgive him. I have never yeah. in years yeah. of walking with the Lord, giving up that little, yeah. that time that I spend with him, he multiplies my time. Yeah, absolutely. And I've said that on days, Lord, you know how busy today is, but I want to put you first. So yeah, you're going to have to stretch my time in other places. Yeah. And he does. That's I mean, crazy to me. I, I, the return is ra- absolutely amazing. Is. We, one of the things we wanted to do years ago was start this podcast called Weekday Podcast. We're really clever, like with our names. Yeah. <laughs> weekday Podcast. It's five minutes a day, five days a week. But honestly, anybody can get scripture in them. Yes. Anybody can. Like, it doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, if you're, if you're on a treadmill, got you. You're on a walk, got you. In a car, got you. I mean, if you subscribe to it every day, it just shows up in your inbox. I mean, it's just the greatest thing. Just weekdaypodcast.com or go to our app. Five minutes yes. and you get scripture in you. You, you. you referred to a scripture earlier at 930 about what happens when we get scripture in us. Yeah. And the whole thought that, you know, it, it always... It never returns void. No, it always accomplishes the purpose for which God sent it. Yes. So uh, help, help us know a little more about, because one of the things I love about your family is the fact that, you know, it's not rigid. Because the goal is that uh, in my life, there are days that I don't, I don't hit it. Right. The good news is I can always come right back to it. Yes. And I think as, as parents, as community members, as friends, like we have to give the same grace we've been given. Mm-hmm. Because there are plenty of days I wake up and I right. don't want to. It's a lot like we sang this morning. When yeah. I don't see it, yeah. when I don't feel it. Yeah. Um, but the truth about Jesus and who he is is bigger than how we feel or, right. or want to. And it does always bear fruit even when we can't see it. God yeah. is always yeah. at work. And so it's like you're saying, why wouldn't I want to discipline myself to yield to the work that he's doing, even when I can't see or feel it. Yeah. And, and you, do, you do see it bear fruit. And I think when we model that for our children with grace, because it is, it's an invitation to come yeah, it in. It's not a religious yeah. tradition. Yeah, it's not a check Because I wouldn't be interested in that. Yeah, me either. either I, I'm done with checkmark Christianity. Right. And, and, and my family, oh, we're so far. We're so far from perfect. We do not do this every day and sit around and share <gasps> our ideas and pray for each other. I, I wish I, that is my goal, but, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to stand up here. Well, like, honestly, like, neither do I. Yeah. Uh, but I would say to you, um, about three years ago, I'm a highly emotionally charged human. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of the way God made me, my emotions can run crazy. I mean, I, I cry when I hear the national anthem, you know, I mean, I'm just one of those people, you know, uh, but I needed something that would trump my emotions. Right. And what I discovered is that when you get God's word into your life, it trumps your emotions, whether you have none or they, they run you. Right. It, it, it's overwhelming. It takes, it, it takes root. Right. So we, when we put these together and Tony, uh, this was the first edition and uh, I, somebody told me we're out, but we've got another batch coming to be in, in the next week. We sold, I don't know, 12, 1500 of these things. And, but this was the second edition, third edition will be here next week. The goal is that over the course of 30 days that you can work through four spiritual disciplines and inside those spiritual disciplines, you truly could learn to abide. All right. So let's talk about it before we get here. Uh, cause this is not a commercial. This is about no, abiding. No, um, is just a tool. It's a we tool. That's all it is. Tools, yeah, yeah. Handles. Because when you say go have a quiet time, you're like, okay. Uh, yeah. What does that mean? Quiet. What does that mean? You know. Yeah, I can remember being in youth group as a kid, and I would hear from my youth pastors all the time. You just need to have a quiet time. Now, keep in mind, I mean, I was a pastor's kid, and I didn't know what a quiet time meant. 
I just felt like, okay, I got to read the Bible. And it seemed like it was boring me to tears. And then it was, you got to pray. Well, when I close my eyes, my brain is gone. So, I mean, that didn't work for me. Uh, And then it was like, okay, I got to sing Christian music. The problem was I was listening to Leonard Skinner. And... (laughs) You know, you just put it all together, man, I was, just a, I was just a mess. You know, I'd never figured it out. About three years ago, I started, I started learning how to abide. And it started with gratitude. Yes. I mean, the very first thing in here just says, what are you grateful today? You, you said something the other day, or at 9.30, I thought was good. Sometimes you're great, grateful for. Oh, yeah. So sometimes when I'm filling out that gratitude, sometimes it's really like, that yesterday's over. <laughs> that your mercies are yeah, new every morning yeah. because I really, I messed that up yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's good. You, that's, that's the beauty of new mercies. Right. And sometimes it's coffee. Right. Sometimes it's like you answered this huge pair. I've been praying for one of my kids right. for years. It's massive. And so, yeah. yeah. But I've had days where literally I put down, I'm grateful that I have gas in the truck and I don't have to stop. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like I have literally written down, I'm so grateful that I'm going to have sausage gravy and biscuits. Right. If right. you are what you I'm eat, I'm you a biscuit and gravy. Cake, right? Yeah. Thankfully you but, made but seriously, when you start with gratitude, I have learned this. When you choose to be grateful, what you have will always be enough. Yes. And when you choose to intentionally not be grateful, you're going to constantly be trying to challenge and chase after something that may not be attainable. And so I've just chosen that gratitude is how I'm going to start my day. Like when you say you just kind of push away, I have to push away with gratitude. God, I'm grateful for. And it could be the tiniest thing. And like you said, it could be the biggest. Right after that, we give you three short pieces of scripture you can read in two minutes. It's like a proverb, an Old Testament, a New Testament. And then uh, Tony and some other folks gave me a lot of uh, insight. And we changed from volume one, which was pretty cool, to to something where we add it. Okay, wait a minute, Lord, what are you telling me? Because when I just read scripture, I really do need to ask myself, Lord, what is it that you're wanting to, to put into my life? Right. I mean, do you find that to be like the, the big difference maker? Yeah, I, uh, sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes if I'm not careful when I'm reading the scripture, that to-do list comes right yeah. in and I'm just reading words they're not yeah. getting into my heart. And so this, one thing I've liked about this change is... Um, the addition to write, like I started, this is just a personal way that I do the scripture part. I turn it into, I see if there's a little way I can write a prayer for myself. It anchors, oh, yeah. it yeah, slows yeah. me down good. to actually see yeah. the words I'm reading and not just check yeah, off that's the good. list. Yeah. Keep it from checking the yeah, list. Yeah, I have to work from having a checklist Christianity. Right. I work hard on that, that. So you get the scripture and then you answer a couple of questions. And then the next part of this is something I didn't do until three years ago. I never seriously took journaling as, I thought that was something girls did. I mean, honestly, I it just didn't that. feel very manly. But a guy who challenged me is as manly as they get. And uh, he said, Chuck has changed my life. And I thought it changed that dude's life and it changed mine. And he said, all you got to do is answer a few questions. Because I'm, I'm not intimidated by much, but a blank page can intimidate you. Sure. And so I just took what he said. Yesterday's wins, yesterday's challenge, lessons learned. And then the one thing that I wanted to bring to the party was this one thing. Today's declaration, which is today I will, or in the third one, you know, for today to be awesome, this thing has to happen. Make a declaration. Today I am a shepherd and I will intentionally shepherd people. Today uh, I am a blank or I will become a, or I am focused on. And then we move from that to a prayer segment. And then Tony had another great impact on this. I was gonna take the section out because it says, who are you praying for and why? What are you praying for? And then what's a praise? And then there was 
what's an answered prayer? And I was going to take that segment out to save some space, but Tony and Abby and some other folks around here said, no, no, whatever you do, leave that in. Why? I just think it's so encouraging for us to see the ways God has answered. And I shared with him, there have been a couple of times with each of my different children where I have been praying for something and I didn't yeah. tell them. Right. But when God answered it, I could call him over and I could say, not, not look what your mother's done. Yeah. But look how yeah. faithful God is to take care of you. He answers prayer. Absolutely. You know? And it's good Absolutely. for me because sometimes there's things I'm still praying for that he's not yet answered and I can go back and I can say, the same yeah, God who answered here, he's going to answer me there. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tony, I, I just want to say thank you for your time today. We're going to get ready to wrap up so you can get out of here, folks. Uh, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we love you guys. We really do. So, so I'm going to get you out of here, but I want, to, I want to give you two quick thoughts, all right? We are better together when we connect ourselves to the Word of God. We are better together when we connect ourselves to the habits of gratitude, scripture reading, journaling, and meditative prayer. The purpose for which we gave you the weekday meditation was that most of us don't know how to genuinely pray. And so our heads wander, so we don't. And so we intentionally put this podcast out, a sister to the weekday podcast, weekday meditation. I lead you in a guided time of prayer in less than five minutes, including the most powerful time, which is to stop and to learn to hear from the Lord. Can I just tell you something that most of us go through life without hearing from the Lord because we don't hush and take the time and train our mind, our heart, and my soul to hear the voice of God. In some cases, it's, it's a nudging. In some cases, it's a pulling. Often, it's a prodding. Occasionally, it's a shock. And often, if you train your, if you train your heart and your mind and your soul, I believe that you can tangibly hear the voice of God. I've heard the voice of God, but don't miss this. And so you say, well, Chuck, was this, what is this all about? I believe when hundreds of people in Sugar Hill, Georgia, when hundreds of people choose to intentionally abide in Christ, we will not only be better together, but we will make a radical change in the life of this church, in this community, in our schools, in our businesses, in our government. And could I just stop and say, if there's ever been a time for believers to choose to abide, it's now. If there's ever been a time for us to choose to be better together, it's now. If there's ever been a time to say, I need to be fueled, I need to be fed, and I need to be protected, and I need to be in the zone of power with the presence of the creator of the universe, it's now. So I want to I want to say to you I, I think this one is already gone, uh, but we usually sell these things for ten bucks. All right, if you have if the budget doesn't allow for you to pay five bucks for this today, just grab one, grab it free. All right, just just take one. Don't go over there and do the embarrassing thing of hey I don't have any money. Just take one. All right, they they know that if you, if you're not here and you're not prepared, but you don't want to wait until you can, that's fine too. But I want you to get started on this tomorrow morning. Some of you might tonight, but go ahead and commit to a 30-day journey. If you want to grab it for nothing, grab it. If you can pay for it today, we're just going to tell you it's five bucks, all right? We have people out there buying a case of these things, all right? Five bucks. But if you're a couple, do it together. You got, you got kids, do it with them. And make it something that's an intentional effort to be better together because of the power and the presence of Jesus, our Lord. So I want to wrap up. So would you give me your attention for like two minutes and we're going to walk out the door. This morning at 
When I did what I'm about to do with you, we had four people say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I had a big fella, I mean, man's man kind of dude came up to me after the 930 service and he said, I've been trying to struggle with following Jesus and baptism and it's time, I'm dealing with this. We scheduled him to get baptized two weeks from today. I had people that, yeah, you can clap if you want to, yeah. But listen to me, friend, you can't abide in the presence and power of Jesus until he's your Lord and your Savior. It's, it is physically and spiritually impossible. When he says that you can't do anything without me, he means it. That if you're one of those people and you want to make a difference and you want to change the world and you want to be a part of something that's significant, then you have no option but to choose Jesus. You see, the truth is that if you could do anything with him, then you can't do anything without him. We are in desperate need of him. And so today, I want to give you that opportunity. Today, if you're here and you'd say, Pastor, I, I need to settle that. I've wondered for years. I walked an aisle when maybe I was a teenager and I don't really know what that meant. Or Chuck, I've never done that intentionally. I want to abide. I want that power you talk about. I want the presence that you talk about. I want to be able to walk in faithfulness with, with Jesus. I want everything that comes with that, but I've never nailed this down. Then it's this simple. The Bible says, call on the name of the Lord. There's no magic in a prayer. There's no magic in an aisle. There's no magic in an altar. There only is power when you call on the name of the Lord. And the question is, how do you call on the name of the Lord? Well, then here's what I'm going to invite you to do. I'm going to invite you today to join me. Don't close your eyes. Don't bow your head. But if right now you say, Chuck, I, I want to give my life to Christ, then I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to make it simple for you. I'll pray for you and you can just say it out loud or you can say it silently. But if you don't say it out loud, I'll say it. We had, we had a guy sitting over here at 930 and I'd say, dear Jesus, and right out of the bow, dear Jesus, I thought, bless the Lord, somebody took it seriously. And just pray with me out loud. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head up. Just pray with me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Don't give up. Become my Savior and my Lord. Don't give up. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for raising from the dead for me. Thank you for creating a home in heaven for me. I'm so glad you're forgiving me of all my sin and all my selfishness. And I claim you as my savior and my Lord. If silently in your heart or out loud or however you did that, you might've just said, Jesus, count me into. If that's the desire of your heart and you say, that's what I want in my life right now, just let me see your hand real quick. Go ahead. Amen. 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 Everywhere. I invite all of you that would say, yeah, that's it. Man, just let us know when you want to follow Jesus in believers baptism. Take on that next level and be a part of a class that can help you know what to do next. You say, well, don't you walk an aisle and get people up here and get them all worked up? No, listen, whatever I talk you into, somebody else talk you out of. But whatever Jesus calls you to, kid, nobody gonna bring that away from you. I'm gonna trust him. So friend, today, before you leave, I wanna invite you to abide. Get serious about abiding. Get serious about choosing tomorrow morning. I am not gonna miss this. I'm gonna give 15 minutes. 
I'm going to abide. I'll promise you, you will never, ever regret it. You will never, ever regret it. Father, we praise you and we thank you that this is the day that you have made and we have rejoiced to be in it. Give us the passion to go abide in your name. Give us the contentment to choose to live in your arms. God, give us the power to stick with it. And when all of Satan's power says, it's not worth it, you can't do it, you're too busy, God, kick him in the teeth and kick him out of our lives and our time that we might give our life to you and you alone. And I pray that in the matchless and powerful name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our King. Amen, amen, and amen. My friend, go out of this place with Jesus going before you and letting him make a way. Go out of this place with Jesus within you as he gives you peace and joy, fulfillment and contentment because he is always good and you are always loved. Go out of this place knowing that when the world wants to beat the dog out of you, you can literally jump on his back and wrap your arms around his big old broad shoulders and he will carry you through the middle of all of life's junk only to set you down victoriously on your two feet and wipe away your tears and kiss you on the forehead and wrap his arms around you so that you can hear him say, my child,